The evil of corruption reaches into every corner of the world. Corruption lies at the heart of the most urgent problems we face. Welcome to Confidential Brief, where Chad Thomas takes you into the stories behind the issues facing our society. Today we've got a great show lined up. It's great to be back with you. I'm going to be chatting to Ronnie Kagan, who we chatted to right at the beginning of lockdown. And uh, today we're going to chat to, chat to him all about lessons that we've learned during lockdown. So to all those listeners, by the way, that uh, wrote in last time, sent us messages and qualified for a copy of Ronnie's book, we haven't forgotten you. We've got that complete list. But, of course, with the lockdown, moving from five to four to three and now to two, we just didn't have a chance to touch base with Ronnie to collect those books and to deliver them to you. The exciting news is for those listeners that didn't tune in on that particular day or may not have known about the book giveaway, the book giveaway is again today. So if you go to the Confidential Brief Radio Show Facebook page, Put your name in the comments uh, section underneath today's show. You will be uh, receiving a free copy of Ronnie's book, and it is it really is a great book. I'd just like to remind you guys that uh, today we are still operating remotely, even although we are down to level two, and we will be operating remotely for the foreseeable future. So just bear with us if there are any technical glitches like we experienced at the beginning of the show with that with that terrible echo. Well, let's get straight through it. Roddy, how are you, my man? Oh, I'm fantastic, Chad, and really uh, grateful to hear that you and your wife are okay after the horrific accident. And uh, thank God that you're uh, back on the air and uh, back on your feet. Ronnie, by the grace of God, hey, um, when one looks at those pictures, my wife and I don't actually know how we walked away from that, that accident without a scratch. The car's a complete write-off. The insurance company's been fantastic. The authorities in Northwest Province, because we were coming back from the Northern Cape via the Northwest Province of Johannesburg, were absolute, um, absolutely fantastic. They were on the scene within minutes. The car rolled a number of times, and you know what? It, it, it obviously was in our time, and like you said, by the grace of God. Ronnie, um, thank you so much for joining us again today, and uh, I, I just thought it was so important to get you back on air because you were so motivating the last time we chatted, and it was people preparing for lockdown, not knowing what to experience, not knowing how their companies were going to do during lockdown. We've seen a lot of small companies close during this time, and we've also got to learn so much from lockdown. So today's show is all about lessons during lockdown, what people have learned, and what you can guide them with going forward into the future based on this this terrible tragedy that COVID was. And COVID wasn't just a tragedy in respect of people losing their lives or people falling falling ill, but it's been a tragedy in respect of our economy. It's been an especially a tragedy in respect of small business. So I hand over to you. Thanks, Chad. And, you know, one of the things that stands out for me most at this time, and I suppose it's it's relevant directly to you because of the horrific, and thank God, um, fortunately, that you came out of the accident. But... Sometimes we have to go through a traumatic experience in order for us to have gratitude and appreciation for where we're really at. Because what I've learned in my life is that when we go through life and everything's great and we're humming along and everything's cooking with gas, we don't take the time to step backwards and actually have a look at who we are, where we are, what we've got, and realign our values. And I suppose if today, um, if there was one topic that I could really highlight, I'd like to say it comes around to gratitude. 
Now, some of your listeners out there might be listening saying, what is this guy on? Like, is he like crazy? You know, like, gratitude. How can you have gratitude at a time like this when everything's falling apart and, and when everything is becoming just, just a total shambles from the way the government has been managing things with the PPEs and, and, and if you can just take a step backwards and breathe and just put in the front of your mind that gratitude is what drives us to live powerful lives. Because as people, when we have more gratitude, then the universe gives us more to be grateful for. When we have resentment, then the universe will automatically give us more to be resentful for. And I think that people don't actually realize that. And we as a society in general are so quick to pump out negative news and the problems that have gone on and the amount of people that have been retrenched or people I've got personal friends have had to close their businesses and people that were sitting in senior positions in huge organizations that have been retrenched through what's gone on with COVID. And I've seen the difference in people when I've had conversations with them around have gratitude. And people sit down and say, well, how, Ronnie, how can you possibly have gratitude when I've had to close my business? How can I have gratitude when I've been fired and lost my job? So I thought of a little story I wanted to share with you. And uh, I'm reminded of a lady who walked into a shop and she purchased a bag of five chocolate chip cookies. She took her cookies, went down to the bench by the park, and she sat down and started reading her book. And as she started reading her book, she heard a rustle next to her. And she looked down in total shock and horror. And next to her, she saw a man of the cloth with his hand coming out of the bag of cookies. He looked at her, he smiled, and he popped the cookie into his mouth. Well, you can imagine with total disgust, the woman pushed her hand into the bag and removed the cookie, and she proceeded to eat the cookie without removing her glare from this religious man. She had just total disgust towards him. How could a man of the cloth do this? Well, she couldn't actually believe that she'd been so disrespected and that he had the audacity to eat one of her cookies. Anyway, she returned to her book and continued reading. Within the following chapter, she was again confronted by the man of the cloth when he removed the second cookie from the cookie bag. And while smiling at the woman, he proceeded to eat the second cookie. Once again, the woman followed suit in shoving her hand into the cookie bag, removed another cookie, and glaring angrily at the man of the cloth, she proceeded to eat it. And you can imagine how frustrated she was. And I'm sure many of you are feeling this way that, you know, someone else is eating out of your cookie bag. Well, by the time the man of the cloth put his hand into the bag for the final cookie, she couldn't restrain herself anymore. She forced her hand into the bag at the same time as the, man, as the religious man. They grappled over the cookie and the religious man removed his hand victorious. He looked at the woman, smiled at her, broke the cookie in half, gave her half the cookie and he ate half. By this stage, the woman couldn't restrain herself anymore. She picked up the, her bag and she marched all the way to the bus stop. The thoughts going through her mind were just furious and disgusted and just feeling she wanted to just get violent with this man. While she was waiting for the bus to arrive, she decided to retrieve her bus ticket from her purse. She opened up her bag and to her embarrassment, inside her bag was a brown paper bag with five chocolate chip cookies. Only then it dawned on her that she'd been eating the religious man's cookies while sitting on the park bench. How often have we been eating out of someone else's cookie bag without realizing it?
How often do we believe that we're so right when in reality and the facts come out, we realize we actually were wrong. So if you believe that this time of the COVID and the the job losses and everything else is a time of catastrophe, what I want to say is you haven't yet got to the bus stop. You haven't yet opened up your purse to retrieve your bus ticket because when you do that, you're going to realize that the cookies are still inside the bag. And one of the things that stands out for me specifically is that our family is so important to us, Chad, so important, and yet we get so stuck in this this rut. And, and my definition of a rut is the only difference between a rut and a grave is the depth. We get so stuck in this rut of that we love our family, so we're trying to provide for our family, so we rush out of the door first thing in the morning, and we don't have time to talk to our spouses or our kids while we're at work because we're trying to provide for them, and we come home, and we're frustrated from the day, and we don't have time for our kids or our spouse, and this is the cycle of our life while we're living under the delusion that we're actually trying to provide for our family. And so I think well, the Roddy. thing that came... Yeah, I was going to say the, the 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 chocolate chip cookie analogy is going to stick with me the rest of my life, and I can just imagine the embarrassment. I've been in similar situations, not involving bags, not involving chocolate chips, but definitely misunderstanding a situation and completely misreading a situation. We're going to pay the bills quick. We're going to take an ad break. We'll be back straight after this. You're listening to the Confidential Brief with Chad Thomas on High FM. Wow, this year has passed in an absolute blink of an eye thanks to COVID-19. And 2020 is going to go down as a year in history with so many incredible changes. And helping us to learn those lessons from lockdown is Ronnie Kagan. And Ronnie, what what have you taken away from this lockdown? Chad, great question. So what's come out for me personally is the fact that I'm able to spend valuable quality time with my family. And it's, you know, the first three weeks where we were, we initially went in and we thought it was only three weeks. It was, you know, yeah, this is fantastic. This is wonderful. We can actually not have to rush out, do work or whatever else. We're going to spend our time and energy. And just to be able to spend time with our family, our immediate family, it's just been so refreshing. It just reinvigorates me to understand, wow, this incredible woman that I married. How wonderful it is to be able to have just time with her where we can both be without worrying, you know, worrying about where we have to be and what else we have to do. So that for me is the first thing that really stood out, Chad, really, really stood out for me because I think that time becomes more valuable when we spend time with the people that we care about rather than being distracted by other important areas of our life. Another thing for me, Chad, was also learning to be present in the moment because I know one of the distractions for me was always thinking what else can I do, where else can I go, how else can I add value to someone else. But just being able to self-reflect and take time for ourselves was really a huge thing that I got out of it, Chad. So, Ronnie, we're going to talk more about what people need to take into consideration going forward. Because this cannot be a catastrophic, devastating business-ending event. Sadly, some businesses have closed, but others have capitalized on the situation. People have found in, in terms of their organizations that they've learned from this experience 
by being able to operate from a remote perspective. So when we go into the second half of the show just now, I want to concentrate a lot more on what what we've had to learn, what we've had to equip ourselves. For example, you and I right now would have normally been sitting across one another in studio at Beyachad um, in Raydeen. Instead, I'm sitting on Skype, you sitting on Skype audio, and we have a skeleton staff at the studio. And we've learned that it's it's now possible to save you and me the traveling of going to the studio, coming back from the studio, which would have taken up, upwards of an hour extra of our lives. So we're going to take a breakdown. When we come back, I'd like you to go through the actual lessons that people should be taking away from this and how you think the way business operated in the past are now going to change going forward. Absolutely. A reminder to our listeners, if you visit the Confidential Brief radio uh, show page on Facebook, make a comment with your name. You will be receiving a free copy of Ronnie's award-winning book, which is something that I've been through, and I can tell you this. It gives you those hints. It gives you those insights that really make a difference. We all think we know everything. But let me tell you this. We can all learn something new every single day. We're going to take a break. When we come back, lessons from COVID. You're listening to The Confidential Brief with Chad Thomas on High FM. Well, I can tell you this. Luckily, we're doing Skype audio and not Skype video because you would have seen me with my very, very sore, bruised body really trying to jive to that wonderful song that I thought would really be a great pickup for this halfway through the very last day of winter, one day before spring. We're chatting to Ronnie Kagan, and he's taking us through lessons learned from COVID-19's lockdown. It's been a very traumatic time for some, but for others, they've learned from it. Ronnie? Yes, Chad. And so um, getting down to the nuts and bolts of it, I think, as you mentioned uh, before the, the music, was that Skype is something that has been phenomenal in being able to communicate as we're doing now. And I think what happened was many of us as business owners, we, we got into such a habit of doing things a certain way that it took something like COVID-19 to shift the foundation of our thinking. You know, there's there's... Um, software we've got like Zoom, for example. You know, I don't know about the rest of you, but probably a, a year ago, most people didn't know what Zoom was. And we believed the only way we could actually get together with a group of people was we had to hire a venue or we had to find someone that had a big enough boardroom. Everybody had to drive there, spending time on petrol and wear and ten, so on and so forth in order to get to the meeting. But now with Zoom, we're able to actually communicate with a huge number of people and we can do it pretty effortlessly and very affordably. There's a lot of other programs out there like Airtable.com. I don't know if any of you have ever looked up Airtable.com, and I don't have an interest in the program. I'm not trying to promote it because I, I, I own it. But there is so much available out there, and I think that as business owners, we need to take a step back and say, you know, I, I call this process zero-based thinking. So what is zero-based thinking? Zero-based thinking says, knowing what I now know, if I'd have known that two years ago, would I have still done it? 
knowing what I now know, would I have still conducted my business that way six months ago or a year ago? And I think what happens is in many businesses, we get into the habit of saying, well, this is the way we've always done it, and therefore this is the way we have to do it. And I say, no, COVID-19 has turned everything upside down. So what we need to do is, as business owners, we need to sit down and say to ourselves, right, what is the product and or service that I'm offering? And when you know what your product or service is that you're offering, you then need to say, great, how have I been offering and delivering this product and or service? So once you know that, let's use, for example, the, uh, let's say, delivering of, of PPEs. I'll use that as an example. In the old days, you'd have a store. People would come in. They would buy it from you, and you would then supply them. They'd give you the money, and they'd go on their way. Today, what happens is if you are providing PPE, you could set up drop centers, shipping centers, where you'd actually find people that are in the storage space. They would actually be able to facilitate everything with for you. And with the technology that we have today, you can do marketing on Facebook. You can do marketing on, on the multitude, Twitter, and all the other media sources that are out there. And by the way, I must just interrupt myself. It's really, really beneficial to do advertising now because the people that are actually promoting the advertising are doing advertising at a far lower rate because fewer people are actually advertising. So you can get more advertising done at a lower premium than you used to have to pay before. But getting back onto the track of how we can run our businesses, we need to look at what is the product and or service that we are offering, and then how can we deliver the product and or service in a more efficient and more effective way. So, for example, when we've had, I'll use an example of how people get things blown out of proportion. We had the toilet paper for, for uh, well, I suppose I should just call it the toilet paper saga that went on at the beginning of COVID. People rushed out there because whether it was the media, whether it was just our peer pressure, everybody thought we were running out of toilet paper. And it was most hilarious for me when I would see people walk out of a, out of a shopping center and they've got 50, 60, 100 barrels, you know, rolls of toilet paper when normally they would have bought four. So, so what we need to do in these times when things have been turned upside down is take a step backwards and say, why am I doing this? Is this the right way to go? And is there a more efficient and effective way of being able to actually run my business? So that's, that's the first thing that I'd look at. Chad, is there anything you want to ask me? I'm just chatting away here. I just want to make an observation that I was one of those people you would have laughed at. Don't know why, <laughs> but somehow I thought there was going to be a toilet paper shortage. I rushed to the mall and I came out with everything I could find. And I was also getting funny looks, but I also knew there were people behind me with trolleys full of toilet paper as well. Bizarre. And, you know, so the thing is, let's be aware of all the facts, not the emotion behind the facts, but let's actually focus on the facts themselves. And, you know, the thing also is this, is that people, if they're willing to pull together when they realize that there's a common objective to be achieved, so much more can be achieved than people trying to go out and do it by themselves because people are adaptable. You know, and, and when we have a look at any business that you want to look at, whether it's a product, whether it's a service, any single business that we have that we're operating, that we're running, there are ways in which we can tweak and refine it. 
The other thing that came out for me from a business perspective, Chad, in this, in this time of, of COVID-19 was that a lot of people were not running their businesses. And I'm going to talk to their businesses as even their own lives efficiently. You know, people were living in homes that they couldn't afford, driving cars that they couldn't afford, going on trips that they couldn't afford to impress people that they didn't even like. What's happened with COVID is because we're now no longer going out, we don't have to worry about what car we arrive in. We don't have to worry about what suit we're wearing or what type of watch we've got on. We can just focus on the bare essentials of the business. And so my plea would be to all the people out there in South Africa that are in business is let's get back to the basics of business. Let's get back to saying, right, as I said a few minutes ago, what are our products? What are our services? How can we offer our products? services more efficiently, more effectively, and give more value to our customers rather than worrying about what people's perception is of us. So that, that's one of the things that stands out for me um, that well, I've gained from this. Well, Ronnie, I can tell you now that is an incredible insight because we've had to simplify our lives. We've had to look at things. We've had to see where we've got to cut back based on the fact that a lot of us didn't have the revenue streams coming through that we generally did have. And I think that is an incredible, incredible insight. When we come back for the last 10 minutes, I want you to chat to us about what businesses can do now to take advantage of the, 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 the position we now find ourselves in. And we must remember that this has been a, a, a a life-defining moment for everybody. And there has to be positives to take out of this. We'll be back after this ad break. You're listening to The Confidential Brief with Chad Thomas on High FM. Are you worried about your South African investments? Why not diversify and protect your financial portfolio by investing offshore? Octagon Financial specializes in helping South Africans invest abroad and will be hosting a free webinar on Thursday, the 3rd of September at 10 a.m. explaining just how easy it is to invest offshore and why this is a good option for South African investors right now. That's Thursday, 3 September at 10 a.m. You can register for this free webinar at www.octagonfinancial.co.za. www.octagonfinancial.co.za. Well, I'm chatting to Ronnie Kagan today, and it's it's always a pleasure. We chatted to him at the outset of um, this this lockdown, and now as we're coming towards the end of this lockdown, please God, we're chatting to him about lessons that we've learned. And these lessons are important, and his insight is important. So I'm going to give over the last couple of minutes of the show to Ronnie so he can chat to us about the things we should be looking at as small business owners. Thanks, Chad. So, you know, the the most important thing I think as small business owners is that people need to realize that you are an extension of your product or service. And customers don't care how much you really know until they know how much you really care. And I think that, that as small business owners, what we need to do or what we should do is that we need to build a relationship with our customers. We need to build a relationship with our staff. Even more so, if your staff are working remotely, you need to build a relationship because only once you've built a bridge of a relationship can efficiencies and effectiveness walk across that bridge. So, you know, it's important that you check in with people. 
there's a lot of mental health things that have been going on. I mean, just think of your kids, okay? Your kids went to school one day, came home, and they never went back to school for four months. Their friends all just fell apart. They couldn't go and visit each other. Now, take that into the small business and say, right, how have I been treating my customers? Do you know who your customers are? Have you got a database with your customers' details? Do you send them out regular information? Not just trying to get a sale, but being able to build a bridge of how can you help them? How can you add value? What else are your customers looking for? Because if people like you for one product and or service, they will then trust you to give them another product and or service. And it all comes down to serving people's needs. You know, I'm remembered back in the early um, 60s it was when they were having the big race on between the Americans and the Russians to get into space. And they needed to be able to take notes in space. So the Americans spent $1 million developing a pen that could write in space because without gravity, the ink wasn't flowing and it was becoming, obviously, it was a problem if they were going to try and do that. But they needed to make notes. So in the early 60s, to spend a million dollars developing a pen, which they did, by the way, to write in space was phenomenal. The Russians used a pencil. That's right. Unbelievable. The Russians used a pencil. And so the thing is this, how can you be using a pencil in your business rather than have to develop a pen that can write in space without the gravitational pull? So as a small business owner, I would sit down and say, look at the products and or services that you've got available. Are you actually making a profit out of all of your products or services? Are there some products or services that you carry or that you offer people that are no longer profitable? If that's the case, strip them out of your list of products or services you offer. Are there other areas that your um, customers want? For example, I think it was Kadak, I stand to be corrected, that was involved in the, in the, um, you know, in the photographic world. And they didn't stay ahead of what was going on in the technology. And now they've had to change their entire business model in order to do that. So when you're out there and you're in business, Say to yourselves this, right, why am I doing what I'm doing? What is it that my customers are looking for? And how can I tweak, refine, or change what the product and or service is that I'm supplying my customers to see how I can become more efficient? So, you know, and the thing is this, I always like to use this. You have to be 100% committed to your business. You can't be a little bit pregnant. You have to be 100% committed. So take a stand and say to yourself, right, what options are available to me? You need to be flexible in what you're doing. You need to know what the ultimate objective is that you're trying to achieve. You need to keep the objective in front of your mind, but allow the path to be flexible, to unfold by itself. So that that's some of the things that I would sit down and say as small business owners, don't say, well, we've always done it this way, therefore we're always going to do it that way. Let's sit down and say, how can we change? How can we tweak? How can we refine? And how can we improve what it is? But most importantly, communicate with your staff. Communicate with your customers. Know what it is that they're looking for. And then understand that everything is slowed down in our lives while it's sped up. When I say it's slowed down, we want to go to a meeting, we jump on Zoom, we jump on Skype. 
but we need to make sure that we're proficient and, if, and effective in delivering whatever the customer is looking for. Ronnie, um, um, we, we're giving away the book that helps people, but there's been changes now in respect of the fact that your book was written pre-COVID, and I'm sure you've learned so much that you can actually write a whole new book post-COVID. Uh, if people want to get in touch with you and they want to find out more about perhaps how you can make a difference in their, in their business or just to give them those tips and that, that advice, um, how do they get in touch with you? Um, Chad, if people want to contact me, the easiest way is just uh, via email. Uh, my email address is ronniekagan at gmail.com. That's R-O-N-N-I-E-K-A-G-A-N, ronniekagan at gmail.com. And uh, I'm more than happy to add some value to people if I can and just do contribute back what I can from what I've learned from other people. I think we've become very community-centric now because people have had to rely on third parties to check up on them. A lot of people whose family had emigrated and left behind a family member had no contact during COVID, so they were reliant on third parties to go visit them at home. We, of course, as High FM, have this wonderful helpline, 0800-2436, which is a helpline that, that operates 24 hours. And I think when people start realizing that they, they are community-centric and perhaps they apply those principles of thinking about family and community, this extends into the way they conduct their business. Absolutely. So that being said, go to our, our, our Facebook page, Confidential Brief Radio Show. Go claim your free copy of Ronnie Kagan's book. I will have Ronnie back on air one of these days. Ronnie and I are going to go out together and deliver the books to those guys that signed up for them right at the beginning of COVID where we had our very first episode with Ronnie. And Ronnie, as usual, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Chad. And to everybody out there, just have gratitude for the fact that you're living in this time where we're able to shift the foundation of our thinking, that we're able to get out there with the technology that's available to everybody. And let's make sure that we take responsibility for our future and become victorious over the circumstance and not a victim of the circumstance. Thanks, Chad. Amen to that. Today is the end of Women's Month, but it's not the end of GBV. GBV is something that is every single day. Every three hours, a woman in South Africa perishes at the hands of another person. And in a lot of instances, it's their partner whose hands they perish at. It is very, very sad. We're going to have an ad break. And then we're going to end with a massive anthem by KTP, which is raw. And for all those women out there, it's not just Women's Month in August where we want to hear stories of people coming forward and sharing what's been going on in their lives. There is a there is a mechanism for you to share that with people. There are people out there who can help you. And remember, you are not alone. This is a community radio station with a community hotline. And the reason it's a community radio station with a community hotline is to serve that community. And we need to become more community-centric. We need to take to heart everything that we heard today. Because Ronnie wasn't just talking to the way you should be running your business. He was also talking about the way we should be conducting ourselves in our personal lives. We need to offer a hand to one another, especially now as we see the, the terrible effects 
of this pandemic that has spread across the world and had a direct impact on South Africa and a direct impact on people that you know, companies that you know, people that have been retrenched, companies that have closed. Hopefully we'll be back in studio one of these days. I'll feel much better. Perhaps I'll get my my mojo back. It's very strange broadcasting remotely like this. But I must send out a huge thank you to our team at High FM who go in and make sure that the airwaves are, are live. And that, of course, is Vusi, it's Tabor, it's Flo, and my very own studio engineer who does such a great job, uh, Craig Guthrie. So to those guys and the rest of the team at High FM, thank you so much for keeping the, the, the airwaves alive during this COVID time. And to all my guests that have participated, thank you so much. And to you, Ronnie, thank you so much. We'll be back same time, same place next week.